Welcome back to Gen Zen, a place where we discuss everything spirituality and self-development as we navigate life as Gen Zs together. Hello everyone and welcome back. Welcome back to the Gen Zen podcast. I'm excited to be bringing you this episode today. I feel so good this evening. I'm in a bit of a different setting. I'm wondering if the mic will pick it up. There's different settings on this mic and I had it on a different setting a minute ago, but all to try and so you could try and pick up the birds and the trees, but you could only hear the planes going past, which wasn't really the vibe. There's actually a plane going past right now, so I've changed the setting. So hopefully, you can't hear the planes. It would be lovely if you could hear the birds though, because they're going crazy. So I'm currently sat in a field recording this episode, and it's the summer solstice this evening, which it's the longest day of the year 21st of june and i have taken myself to a field to enjoy the sunset it's a lovely sunny evening and this solstice or any solstice is really powerful it's got a lot of spiritual energies behind it and i'm really feeling that today i've just been feeling so expansive today that's the only way i can describe it i don't know if you'll know what I mean when I say that but just I can actually feel the energy in my body almost like fizzing like tingling it's really cool and it's funny because it's actually my first day of the month and usually that means that I'm really slow and quite closed in and just want to cozy up on the sofa and eat a lot of food and not really do a lot else but I've been feeling so motivated and energized and just so ready for everything today I've just been up for everything and have so much energy which is really nice so I'm gonna put it down to the solstice energy but who knows and the other very very exciting thing that I just have to tell you before we get into the episode properly is that I got Taylor Swift tickets this evening ah oh my gosh you have no idea how excited I am about this. I am a very big Taylor Swift fan and she has just released her European dates. She's doing lots of dates in the UK next year. And me and my friends managed to get hospitality tickets. I am so excited. Oh, I love live music. There's just something so magical about it. I actually find it really spiritual the whole experience because it's not often that you get a group of that many people all coming together to celebrate one artist and music together like music is such a it just brings people together doesn't it it's so connective is that if that's a word I just love it and I saw Coldplay last year and I just cried the whole way through. It's just magical when you, because music is so emotive, it's so feeling, it's just, it's got so much energy in it that it's just incredible when you get that many people singing the same songs, feeling the same things. The energy is just off the scale. There's nothing like it in my opinion. And I absolutely love it. So I'm just unbelievably excited for that. I mean, it's a, it's a whole year away, so. I need to calm my excitement down, but very exciting. So yeah, 
feeling very in tune this evening and I thought that's a good energy to record a podcast episode. So that's what we're doing. Today's topic is going to be a bit more of a chill one this evening because I haven't actually exactly prepared what I want to say or what I want to talk about but I feel like kind of channeling what I want to say I feel like it will kind of just come through me I have written a couple of notes but I've been having a lot of thoughts recently about kind of mindfulness and spirituality as a whole and the differences between the two and what I think about modern mindfulness so I think I'm just going to have a little chat about that really and my thoughts because like I said I want this podcast to be a mixture of guests and really insightful conversations and then also relaxed chatty vibes and I'm very relaxed right now I'm actually lying down on my front with the mic in my hand so I encourage you to try and listen to this episode nice and relaxed we're gonna have some zen vibes let's just take a moment I feel like when I'm recording an episode I just non-stop talking I'm aware of I just want to keep talking I know I need to just know that I can take a pause and this is your invitation to do the same wherever you're listening maybe you're driving that's somebody where I listen to my podcasts or you're walking maybe just take a moment to pause and just take in your surroundings I mean don't pause if you're driving don't do that but (laughs) just mentally pause take in your surroundings and take in the moment just soak up this moment for what it is because it's the only moment you have and that is incredible and really there's no problems in this present moment so whatever problems you have just let them go for this moment and let yourself be here and be present so I wanted to talk, like I said, about mindfulness and spirituality in general today and kind of just my thoughts on the topics. Because what I find reassuring is essentially I often get myself very overwhelmed because I'm the type of person who I, f- I feel like I need to know everything. I want to know everything about topics that I'm interested in. So take spirituality I just feel like I need to know it all I need to have all the information and all the facts and I'm always looking for new information and new points of view on things and often that can be really overwhelming when I'm talking about when I'm looking into information about topics that I don't really know about so spirituality aside because this is a theme throughout my whole life if I'm wanting to learn about like economics I get really overwhelmed because I know that I can never know it all. I can never get all the information and and people ask me opinions on things. Like take something really trivial like that, I don't know, the Harry and Meghan situation. People go, oh, what's your opinion? And I'm like, how can I possibly have an opinion? I don't have really any facts on this at all. Or maybe I've got a couple from the very few headlines I've seen or something. And I think people expect you to have this like groundbreaking opinion on things. And I'm like, I just don't have enough information at all to make an opinion of that. And so, yeah, I really, I pride myself in being very curious and very open and really wanting to know all the facts before I make a decision about something. 
But obviously, I've had to accept going through life that you can never know everything on a certain topic. And the reassuring thing about spirituality or kind of self-development, self-development slightly less, that sphere, mindfulness sphere, slightly less, but spirituality in general, what's so reassuring is pretty much every spiritual teacher who knows what they're talking about is saying the same thing. They're all saying the same thing and that is just wonderful, I think. That's what I love about spirituality and mindfulness, I guess. Although I've got my little gripes with mindfulness, which I'm actually going to get into later. But it's just about realizing that you are not the mind. You're not your thoughts. You're the awareness behind it. And it's about connecting to your true nature behind it all. And your true nature is just pure soul, pure awareness, pure light, pure love, pure abundance. And that is just beautiful, I think. That, I mean, it's just so comforting to know that, that we are all connected. We're all just vibrating energies. And our only purpose on this planet is to remember who we are. Remember that we are the universe. We have the universe's entire energy within us and in this life we're just put here to grow and evolve grow consciousness evolve consciously and up level and grow consistently and that's really cool I think so yeah it's all about living as an embodiment of your highest self and there are so many different ways that message is dressed up which is which is amazing because it's all about the individual who's telling it But it's all the same message at the end of the day. And I find that so incredibly comforting. And I encourage you to to lean into that and know that the spiritual journey is more about the being than the knowing. It's so easy in life, and this isn't just about spirituality, it's so easy in life to know something but not to embody it. And I'm kind of at that stage because I'm at the point where I've read so many books, listened to so many talks, listened to so many podcasts, and now I need to just embody. I don't need any more knowledge. Knowledge isn't going to get me anywhere. Well, knowledge can only get you so far. You have to start embodying this knowledge. To that, My dad used to say a quote, I mean, he didn't make it up, but To know and not to do is not to know. So if you know something, but you don't practice it, then really you don't know it. And that is so true. And that's what I'm really trying to do more now is be this embodiment of peace and abundance and light and love. That's who I want to be. And for anyone who is listening to this thinking okay but that's not accessible all the time like you can't be happy all the time and there's a whole trend about toxic positivity and I understand that to a certain extent emotions are so so valid it's what makes us human having emotions they are so important and it's not possible to be well I was going to say be happy all the time I personally think it 
is but happiness is sort of a fleeting emotion what we're talking about is is deep contentment and when you look at the very evolved spiritual teachers i'm talking about Eckhart Tolle the Dalai Lama uh, Muji Sadhguru uh, Mickey Singer I'm probably missing loads but you get the idea all of them have a deep deep contentment and peace with life and that doesn't mean that they're happy all the time how I like to explain it uh, Eckhart Tolle explains this in one of his books I'm not claiming this to be my own knowledge he said when you reach enlightenment you're like a lake so you imagine that your sort of state of being is like a lake and on the surface there can be lots of waves there can be storms it can really change but beneath that is stillness beneath that is stillness whatever is happening on the surface and the surface relates to your external life your situations and experiences whatever is happening it doesn't affect the waters underneath it doesn't infiltrate your inner peace and that has really stuck with me so much because it's really true and there have been only fleeting times in my life where I've really felt this this true contentment it's not happiness I think happiness is almost like it's just not sustainable you can't be in a in a happy state all the time because you have to have the contrast in life if you were happy all the time then your happiness scale would just become relative to what you know so you would you would still have sadness it just wouldn't feel as bad it would be like relative to the happiness that you're experiencing don't think i've explained that quite right but hopefully you kind of understand what i mean but really it's about getting to this point of acceptance and peace in your life and acceptance can be a tricky term i think and i was talking about this to someone who i went on my retreat with we didn't know each other but afterwards we got after the retreat had ended we got a chance to speak and she was saying you know they talk about acceptance but I find it a bit tricky because how can you accept something if you want to change you know if you're not happy with where you are in your life you know surely you need to not accept it in order to really make a change and motivate yourself to make a change and I do and we were talk- we were having a discussion about it and i think finally i understand what they mean by acceptance and acceptance isn't just submission it isn't indifference it's just about <laughs> accepting so if there's a situation in your life that you want to change you can still take action to change it when you accept it doesn't mean that you don't take any action like action will come but you don't have all the mental baggage that comes along with the action so I'll give you an example there's a swimming teacher at work that I work with and I don't know why this example has popped into my head but she came into work today and her car has been broken down for a while for like two weeks and the garage has taken ages to fix it and she won't stop going going on about 
how annoying it is and how she's so annoyed that the garage hasn't fixed her car yet and she's having to get buses everywhere and it's just so so irritating her and I can see the real angst in her like it's causing her a lot of pain it's causing her a lot of suffering but there's nothing she can do about the fact that her car's in the garage like that's the situation yes she can still take action to try and change that so she can ring the garage and check in on her car or she can you know ask her friends to friends and family to take her to places she can still take action but she doesn't she's the one choosing to be annoyed by it because it it is what it is that's the situation and it's all about the meaning that she's putting on that situation if that makes sense. I'll try and think of another example. I mean, it's like anything. It's like when you get a parking ticket and you're really, really annoyed. Well, there's nothing you can do. You've already got the ticket. Yes, you can appeal it. And acceptance doesn't mean that you definitely wouldn't appeal it. Acceptance means recognizing the feeling that's arising or, oh, okay, I'm feeling really annoyed by that or anger is coming up letting that anger have an outlet and then letting it go relaxing and releasing so literally relaxing the body and allowing it to release and this is a practice that I actively do so if (laughs) I do it a lot if people have triggered me so Harry will know that I do this all the time so if he says something and sometimes I'm not as good at doing this but if he says something that irritates me or triggers me rather than I've got better rather than just responding straight away with that emotion I will just pause for a minute and take a deep breath and go okay I'm just letting you know that that's triggered me So I'm just going to take a moment to figure out how I want to respond so it's not reactive. It's more coming from a place of, okay, accepting, this is how I feel, and then choosing how to respond because I understand that it's my choice to, it's my decision how I make the meaning that I put on what he's said, if that makes sense. So he can't make me feel any way with anything he says that's a choice that I am going to make I may not agree with what he said maybe or think it might be unfair but I always have the choice as to how I respond and I feel like I've gone on a bit of a tangent there maybe that's not exactly relevant but yeah I think acceptance is the first step in the spiritual journey just accepting wherever you are right now and kind of sorry I had to quickly interrupt the recording there because something was rustling in the grasses next to me like these there's this really long grass next to me and I I thought like a snake was going to come out of it or something that's so irrational but I had to just check see again in that moment I I should just accept okay there might be something in there. I mean, it's not going to be a snake realistically, but rather than letting the emotion take over, just, just accept that's fine. 
Yeah, that's what I was saying. I remember now. It's about it's about positivity. So I think that there's all this talk about being in the moment, and I think it can be it can get confused with needing to love the present moment. So no one is saying that you have to love the present moment. You just have to be in it and accept it. You can accept a moment even if it's not ideally what you want to be doing. So for example, I used to work or kind of still do work at a place that I really, really did not enjoy at all. And I resisted, I resisted, I resisted so much. I would dread going. I'd be telling Harry while I'm getting ready for work, I don't want to go, don't want to go. I'd be there, not enjoying it either. But there was nothing I could do. At that moment in time, I was there. And being in the moment doesn't mean that I automatically go, oh, now I'm in the moment, I love it here. But it did really help me just go, you know what? I am here. This is where my feet are right now. This is where my physical body is. And I'm going to be present here because I'm choosing to suffer. I'm choosing to suffer through this nine hour shift. And I could choose to see the positives in it, you know, see, be grateful for the fact that it's earning me money and it's a stable job and I get to have some nice conversations with people it didn't mean that I automatically loved it and I'm kind of glad to not be working there anymore (laughs) and so I still did things to change that but I accepted where I was and was able to find gratitude so I hope that makes sense a little bit about acceptance and my thoughts on that the next thing I wanted to talk about was the difference well the difference I think there is between mindfulness and spirituality because I think in the past I've kind of used them interchangeably and recently I've understood in my own head at least what I think the difference is between the two of them and so I thought maybe it'd be helpful for me to explain it now because yeah I sometimes use them interchangeably and really they're not the same thing so I personally have a difficult relationship with mindfulness. Well, just, yeah, I'll explain what I mean by that. To me, mindfulness is a bit tricky because I feel like it's turned into a massive buzzword. And when I say mindfulness, I just think of someone sat in a really busy office environment being told to take some deep breaths and that their stress will go away. Now, I don't really know where that picture's come from. I think because businesses and offices have kind of all jumped on this mindfulness bandwagon and I should see it as a really good thing because it's really good that more corporate environments and less inherently naturally mindful environments are doing this kind of thing but it sort of feels a bit a bit like greenwashing but the mindfulness version of that yeah it just doesn't feel very real and people say oh yeah like I'm trying to be more mindful and it's a bit I just think it's a bit fluffy sometimes like it's kind of cotton woolly and not really tangible and real so yeah I think sometimes I struggle with mindfulness so for me mindfulness is about getting back into the body 
and stopping living on autopilot, which to be fair, 90% of the population are doing. They're just waking up, going to work, coming back home, watching TV, getting up again and doing the same routine and living completely on autopilot and aren't even aware of of any of this, of any of the fact that they can control their thoughts and they have the power to change their mindset. So for me, mindfulness is that first step, that first step when you realize, hmm, maybe I do need to connect a little bit more to my body, to my breathing. I see it as, I don't want to say surface level, that feels, that feels bad to say, because it's because it's such a valid step in in anyone's development journey but just about breathing taking stock taking a moment to pause allowing yourself to be in the present moment and regulating your nervous system from a state of kind of stress and fight or flight to more calm more relaxed you know more often and realizing that you have a choice over how you want to feel about certain situations and pausing before you react and things like that. To me, that's what mindfulness is. However, I feel like sometimes it comes a bit too neatly packaged for my liking. I think if you really want to transform your mindset and live genuinely a better life, For me personally, this is just my opinion, you've got to delve a little bit deeper. You've got to do the inner work. And I think the inner work is not always pretty. (laughs) I don't think it's fluffy. I don't think it's always just light and love and, oh, just be in the present moment and everything will be fine. I think sometimes that's how mindfulness comes across. And it's not mindfulness's fault. Like, that's not the problem. I think the problem is how we are sort of perceiving it and how it's being dressed up sometimes. That's kind of like a tick box of, oh yeah, I've done my mindfulness, that's it. It's it's not just a thing to do. It's it's a way it's a way of life without sounding cringy. It is an entire state of being, a way of life, and it's a it's a commitment. I think that's the difference. If you are on a healing journey, self-development journey, spiritual journey, you have to really commit to it because, and I've said this before, it's so much easier to just, you know, carry on with your old patterns and behaviors and ways of thinking and ways of doing things. But if you really, really want to grow, you have to get really honest with yourself about what you need to grow about. Does that make sense? So I think the spiritual journey is about connecting deeper to who you truly are, truly are at the core of it and dealing, oh my gosh, there's a wasp right by the mic. I wonder if you can hear that. It's gone now. (laughs) That's the joys of recording outside. Yeah, doing the healing work to constantly up level and reach new levels of awareness and consciousness. So I do think the meditation obviously plays an a huge part in this and yoga and breath work are all incredibly important modalities but also you've got to get out there and be in your real life because that's where the proper spiritual journey starts 
because you're going to get triggered. Like, it's very easy. I think a spiritual teacher once said this to me. I said that like I've had a conversation with him. I was listening to Michael Singer's podcast and he said, you know, for people early on in their journey, it's really, really good to, in order to reach that state of peace, that state of calm that I was talking about earlier, you have to, he said, you have to go on retreats and meditate and really create that so you can experience it for the first time. And you can only really do that when you get really still and stop the distractions. You can't do that when you're running about in your life. But then there comes a point where meditating isn't really the answer. The answer is to be in your real life and try and stay in that state of awareness that you've reached in meditation. Because meditation is really about training your brain, training your mind to get better at not reacting, not being in that sort of reactive state all the time where you're just being triggered and running your old, old behavior patterns. It's about becoming aware of the fact that they are just thoughts. They're not actually you. They're just emotions. They're not you. You are the awareness beneath and you have the choice of how to respond and you can choose awareness if you want. You can always, always choose awareness. So no matter what you're doing, you are still in that grounded present state and in order to do that you have to be in your real life and you have to you get triggered all the time and it's really interesting I'm noticing because I'm really trying to commit to this at the moment I go through phases sometimes I'm really aware of all my triggers and working through them and sometimes I just don't have the energy for it because you do have to be in a place where you can give that energy to yourself so I'm going to give you an example to make this a little bit more tangible so an example of one of my triggers let's say we're opening up here this is a safe space to share I feel a bit I feel a bit vulnerable here but I in the past used to really okay I'm, I'm gonna say a flaw in myself here and the perfectionist in me is crying out to not but I'm gonna do it anyway but I used to really heavily judge people that did things differently or really put themselves out there. And I'd be overly critical of their work and kind of really scrutinize it and go, not, I wouldn't go why they're doing what they're doing, but I'd kind of be really quite judgmental about it in my own head and go, "Mm, well, that's not like, I wouldn't have done it that way. And I'm not sure why they're doing that. And the spiritual journey is about realizing that that is actually a reflection of something that I need to work on and it's actually a judgment against myself one because I'm a perfectionist and so when I put myself out there and do things I am overly critical of my own work so that is therefore what I do to other people because whatever we do to ourselves is actually what we're doing to other people as well But also because deep down I was jealous that they had the guts to put themselves out there and they had the confidence because I didn't have the confidence to do that a few years ago. And so when I saw other people doing it, it triggered me because I had formed a belief that it wasn't wasn't safe to do that or that the people who do that won't be accepted in society. That's me. That's sort of a, a 
very deeply subconscious belief that I had. You know, I wasn't walking around that thinking that consciously, but through my awareness, I've been able to understand that that is actually deep down what is going on. I was, I was judging them because I knew that I could never do that. I didn't have the confidence to. And yeah, I had this belief that because because it didn't feel safe for me to do it when I saw other people doing it, that challenged the belief because here was evidence directly contrasting the belief that I had created that sort of society rejects you if you put yourself out there and do something against the norm. So when I saw other people doing it, I was like, I had to pull them down for it and say, oh yeah, well, they're not, they're not very good at it. That's why, that's why they're allowed to do it and you're not. So yeah the the spiritual journey to me is about recognizing your triggers and actually facing them head on it's a bit like when you notice something in someone else that you don't like do you do you have those people who just really trigger you so much they make you feel i don't know insecure or you just don't really enjoy being around them and there are there are exceptions to this rule you know some people you just don't don't connect with don't vibe with and that's totally fine but if you find that you've got an unwarranted amount of emotion sort of yeah unresourceful emotion towards a certain person that that is your area for growth right there that is the universe telling you your soul telling you exactly what you need to work on because that is because we we get back whatever we are projecting out there There's a saying that says, spot it, you've got it. So if you spot a trait that you don't like in someone else, it actually is a sign that it's something that you're judging yourself for. And it even comes down to like physical things as well. So for example, I am really insecure about certain parts of myself. The only time I judge other people's appearance is when I notice that they have an insecurity that I also have or they have the same feature that I am insecure about if that makes sense I hope that does and so really that is showing me the areas where I need to grow and where I need to be aware of my own triggers and the things that I need to love about myself and accept about myself and that's uh, physical traits and mental traits as well so I think that is that's the journey that's the spiritual journey is about firstly constantly letting go I think that's actually a separate point we haven't really touched on that too much letting go of your sort of personal preferences and attachment to outcomes and how you expect things to go but really that's like a whole another podcast episode the art of surrendering I think I definitely will do an episode on that I guess what we've spoken about today is accepting, accepting the moment for what it really is and also noticing what your triggers are and really committing to overcoming them and doing things to actually help you change that. And that's kind of what coaching does, I think. Coaching really helps you get to the bottom of things. And I have a coach myself, like I I can't always be aware of my own triggers just because I am a coach doesn't mean it's so much harder when you're trying to help yourself because you're just so in it and you almost need an external eye 
to kind of point things out to you and go where did you learn that belief because sometimes our beliefs are just so so deep rooted that we don't even realize that we have them they're just so automatic they're so in our subconscious mind that we're not aware that we are running these patterns because the mind is 95 percent subconscious so it's running so many programs automatically and most of them you know a lot of them are really helpful but a lot of them cannot be so helpful and that's what that's what coaching is about to really help you change those triggers and help you just live with more peace I think that's what I'm feeling at the moment is just a greater sense of peace and a greater sense of gratitude I you know I still have negative thoughts and negative emotions but I can reframe them so much quicker now when I have a negative thought I can immediately replace it with some sort of positive one or something to reassure myself or if I can't I under I can come back to it at a later date and understand it and where it comes from and get to the root of it a little bit more and not just get not just jump in and be consumed by it <sighs> so yeah that's all that's all I really had to say for today I hope that has been insightful I feel like I've just rambled on for 40 minutes I've been recording for a long old time and I listened to a bit of a back bit of it back and you can actually hear the birds I think so let me know if you liked that or if it was distracting I I probably won't make it a regular thing to record outside but I thought because it was a solstice it might be nice have a beautiful rest of your week I really am loving doing this still and loving this community. So there'll be so many more episodes. And as always, please let me know what you thought of the episode. It means the world to me. I've had just such lovely messages and genuinely every single message that I get about people listening just fills my heart. I love, love to know that people have listened and what you thought of it. Even if you didn't like it, even tell me that because that is good for me to know. And yeah I will see you next week thank you so much for listening if this episode left you feeling more zen it would mean the absolute world to me if you went and gave it a review it's the best way to get new people into the gen zen community and get even more amazing guests onto the show so we can have more juicy and expansive conversations thank you so much in advance and until next time stay zen